This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Well, that's right. I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness, episode number 96. This episode of Life-Changing Wellness is brought to you by Wakanaga of America, the makers of Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, quality supplements that are backed by science for heart health, immune support, and more. I have personally taken their fine products for more than 25 years, and you should too. So check them out at kyolic.com or find them at your favorite natural health store. Now, before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today, rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Libby Hill, who holds a Bachelor of Science in Human Biology and is pursuing a second degree in Nutritional Sciences and Dietetics at the University of Texas at Austin. As a certified personal trainer and future registered dietitian, she plans to establish a private nutritional counseling practice with the mission to educate others on health, body kindness, and sustainable food sourcing practices. Libby is also the reigning Miss Earth USA and is using the title to promote her platform of coastal preservation and educate future generations on the importance of sustainability. Uh, She is also uh, selected as the most recent Giovanni It Girl and enjoys modeling assignments in runway, print, and commercial campaigns uh, with Giovanni and other national brands. So welcome to the show, Libby. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Bond. You're very, very welcome. Uh, I want to cover a a few uh, topics today with you. And first of all, can you give us a little bit of your background? You kind of mentioned a little bit in my bio. Um, I have a background in science. Um, I did work in research after graduating with my first degree. And now I'm back because I saw the need for preventative wellness, um, which I'm sure you've seen in your career as well. So my goal was to come back and train people to use food as their medicine um, and build better relationships with themselves and their bodies. I love that. Now, what are some of your platforms um, that uh, you're using uh, as uh, your reign as Miss Earth USA? So normally I host environmental events um, since I'm working with the coastal environment for many of my projects. I'll do beach cleanups or events that help to restore the coastline, either replanting grasses or supporting the marine life there. That obviously with COVID-19 going on has taken a major shift. And now we're trying to really keep educating people through online platforms, things like this, speaking on podcasts and social media, really trying to keep people engaged and educated during this downtime. I like that. Um, so what, uh, what beaches have, uh, have y'all worked on? recently? Yeah, so I actually have done some work in Galveston, which is where my family is from. So that's kind of my little hometown. So I've done a lot of work there. And then we have been to California. We worked on Huntington Beach. Um, I did have some plans to go out to the Great Lakes. Um, I also was in Hawaii for some restoration projects. So really trying to hit all of the coastlines in the U.S. as soon as it's safe to travel again. So with, uh, you know, I know um, I've talked to other people about the the severity of beach erosion and uh, and how detrimental 
effect that it has on the environment. Um, is there something that people can actually do uh, to prevent it, or is it just the way uh, nature, uh, you know, Mother Nature does her thing when it comes to these beaches? Because, you know, I know in Galveston they have spent millions of dollars on rebuilding uh, the coastline because sometimes these storms come in and the sand is literally just wiped away and there's no beach. Yeah, so a certain amount of it does have to do with just natural cycles and natural we- weather cycles and basically the effect of waves crashing into the shore. So some of it really can't be helped, but a lot of it does have to do with how we treat our climate. So all of the things that you've heard of in terms of sustainability Um, making sure that you're turning off your lights, you're making better choices when it comes to transportation. Um, All of those little things actually add up to help our our weather systems have less detrimental impact when those natural disasters occurred. So it can help to demagnify the scale of the erosion happening. Let me ask you this because I know that uh, America right now is in the middle of this national shutdown uh, due to the uh, coronavirus. Um, and I've seen scientists and other researchers starting to know or starting to notice that in many areas of the country and even in certain places of the world, the air is becoming cleaner. Uh, smog has been reduced to almost zero because nobody's driving. Um, are we going to see any type of in- improvements to our environment just for this, uh, hopefully this shutdown doesn't last more than 30 days. So what I hope is going to happen with this, it's very encouraging to see that our daily actions do have a direct impact. And so that's why I'm hoping that we'll carry out of this crisis is just knowing that our day-to-day actions have a very immediate effect on the world. I don't know if 30 days is enough to really make any sort of lasting change, But if we learn from this and we start adopting those habits and maybe decreasing our emissions and decreasing, um, you know, our production after this, hopefully that will make a long-term difference. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think one of the biggest things that uh, I would like to see, I mean, even though I'm a car guy, the thing is, is I would love to see the emissions continue to drop. And I know I just saw yesterday someone took a photo of Los Angeles and, it was a photo of no smog. Um, there was, I believe it was in the country of Nepal, another photo was taken. You could actually see the Himalayan mountains for the first time in 20 years uh, because all of all of the pollution has been cleared out of these areas. And what I think that, uh, well, one of the things that I'm encouraged about is since at this time, since we are forced to uh, stay at home for many of us and, and live this quarantine life temporarily, that with the lowered emissions and the lack of driving that is going on, uh, especially here in uh, Texas, you know, we we have a, you know, a lot of people think Texas looks like the desert and it doesn't, but um, especially in East Texas, it's all trees. I'm, you know, I'm more encouraged that as trees, you know, they they soak in carbon uh, dioxide and they let out oxygen. And I think our oxygen levels are going to greatly increase during this time. And for a lot of us, we need oxygen. A lot of people don't know how to breathe correctly. And I think uh, for a lot of areas, people are going to walk outside and wonder why 
they can actually smell nature for the first time. So I think there is a big positive to this shutdown and just to maybe in a way, maybe give our earth a rest. Do you see it that way? I do. And I love that you mentioned having more oxygen in the environment and really decreasing kind of that ratio of of negative things we're inhaling versus true oxygen. And so in the midst of a respiratory health crisis, that's kind of nature paying us back. And I think that nature is really resilient and really more giving than we deserve. So I think the more we respect it, the more that it's going to give us in return. And so again, hopefully this time teaches us lessons about the environment as well as our health. Yeah, now let me ask you this because I I know uh, sustainability is uh, very important um, to you. And I know that, uh, as you had just stated, focusing on things like beach erosion, um, is there anything here in America that uh, people need to be aware of, maybe when it comes to forestry? I mean, are we... Are we cutting down too much? You know, I know in South America, the rainforests are disappearing at an alarming rate. Do we have any type of problem like that here? You know, I don't work much with forestry in America, but I do know that if you're working with a company that supports legitimate tree farming, those trees are being replaced and replenished. So to some extent, there's a certain amount of production based from trees that can be sustained. Um, however, it is when we start getting into our large natural resources and national forests and starting to, to wear away at those, like the Amazonian forests, that's when we have a problem. So we have to make sure that what we're consuming um, is less than what we're able to, or is more than, it's less than what we're able to produce. Right, exactly. Now, I want to talk about, yeah, now I want to, I want to talk about, I want to focus on sustainable diets and and the thing is is how do we tell if our food is good for the planet and also for our body yes okay so this is one of my favorite topics um as you mentioned earlier i'm studying to be a dietitian and so creating a sustainable food production supply chain is something that's really close to my heart um so sustainability to me it's really just synonymous with longevity So it's a system that's meant to last. So when we talk about sustainable food or eating sustainably, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be exclusively about the environment, but it usually benefits the environment either way. So regardless of your motivations, uh, living sustainably can help your finances, your health, and the environment. So when we move that into the conversation about dietetics, the question becomes how we eat to sustain our health. Um, and I know at some point we all get to outgrow that useful metabolism and we need to learn to feed our bodies in a way that's protective against chronic disease, morbid obesity, and really just the experience of aging. You know, you're talking about pageant growth, so we want to eat to make our hair look beautiful and our skin look beautiful and keep our connective tissue strong. So something that's been really encouraging to me is noticing that things that are good for our health happen to be really good for our planet as well. So that is what I'm trying to educate people on right now. And I'd love to open a conversation with you about that. Well, yeah, go ahead. I mean, because I'm, I'm interested to know about more about sustainability, especially when it comes to our food supply. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we live, we live in a country in which the food industry spends millions upon millions of dollars and they hire food engineers to create processed foods that are highly addictive 
and chemical laden. Um, but, you know, the human body is a natural being and it needs natural, healthy foods to sustain itself. Uh, and at the same time, you know, I encourage everyone out there that, uh, you know, we need to be eating fruits and vegetables and, you know, uh, and I have, I know people who are vegetarian, I know people who are vegan, and I know people who are not. Um, can we can we actually have in this country a sustainable food supply and avoid all the processed foods out there? I mean, can we grow enough out there to sustain our population and including, uh, you know, e- even if it's the cattle industry? I mean... Um, you know, I know a lot of people are into uh, grass-fed uh, meats out there as well, and and I, you know, I don't get into that type of argument with anybody. But um, can we actually live in this country with sustainable diets if we all decided to go natural? I believe that we can, and there's evidence to show that we could feed everyone in our nation without any sort of hunger, everyone in the world without any sort of hunger, if we truly focused on stopping the waste in our food production system. So that's something that I am really passionate about because we waste up to 40% of the food that's in our supply system in America. So that means that we're being wasteful. And so if there's this inequity in access to food or access to nutritious food, a lot of that could be mitigated. Um, And there's a lot of institutional work that has to go on for that to be realistic. But going back to what you were talking about, where is there enough room to eat food that hasn't been, um, you know, processed or that hasn't been worked with pesticides? Yes. The answer is yes, there is. Um, And even with meat, that's, you know, a hot topic of conversation because people hear sustainable eating and they immediately go to veganism. And I've been a vegetarian for 23 years, but I'm not a vegan. I have you know, dabbled in it and I sometimes eat <laughs> vegan, but you don't have to be vegan to eat sustainably. Um, there are, I love that you said fruits and vegetables, because I think that's where everyone needs to start. No matter how much meat you eat, um, you need to be adding fruits and vegetables and whole grains to your diet because those things have, um, they're nutrient dense. So they have fiber, they have antioxidants, they have potassium, which really counteracts all the processed food that we eat in terms of blood pressure, um, in terms of gut health. And so eating things like fiber protects against chronic disease, certain types of cancer. So starting with vegetables is an amazing, amazing first step. I love the fact that you brought up uh, the mineral potassium because a lot of people do not realize um, that fruits and vegetables contain high levels of potassium. And when when people tell me, well, I eat a banana for potassium, I'm like, so what? I would rather eat other fruits and other vegetables for my potassium because, you know, especially with dark green leafy vegetables, they contain more potassium than a banana does. And it actually has, like you said, more usable fiber, which a lot of people don't, don't realize out there that we need 20 to 30 grams of fiber per day, uh, which fiber itself is great not only for colon health, but uh, fiber is great for arterial health and also the regulation of blood sugar. So to me, and I agree with you, Libby, fruits and vegetables is the easiest place to start to improve our overall health. And I've seen people who started 
just simply eating fruits and vegetables from the store. They finally made the stop at the produce section at the grocery store. And instantly, in a week or two, they start seeing improvements in their health. So it's not that hard uh, to turn your health around just by simply going to something natural. And, uh, and I, and, you know, so I completely agree with you there. And not only that, there's many more, uh, vitamins and minerals and antioxidants found in those foods that we need. And I'm, you know, I was surprised that stated that, uh, America wastes 40% of their food. And is that processed or is that or, or is that just food in general or is that even considered those that are eating a healthier diet? No, that's food in general. So from the time that you grow that food on the farm until the time that it makes it to your plate um, and then obviously into your trash can, 40% of the American food supply that we generate is wasted. So that's really concerning to me. And what's interesting is of those metrics, 30 to 40% happens at the consumer level. So that happens when you let food go bad in your refrigerator or when you let food, um, you know, you don't take home your leftovers or you toss your plate because you overserved yourself or whatever it might be. So all of those things add up to this food waste, which then in turn impacts the environment because that food has to go somewhere. It, you know, the decomposition of that food and its gases. And again, we're not serving the world. We're not serving our communities if that food can't go back into the supply chain for people who need it. Yeah. And, you know, I noticed that during this whole uh, shutdown situation that when everybody went out uh, the first time uh, or the second time and, and went into a panic buying mode, that uh, myself and a lot of other people, we noticed that everybody completely bypassed the produce sections at the grocery store. The produce sections mm-hmm. were not empty. They were still full. When people think about panic buying, you know, it's kind of like in Texas. Oh, a hurricane's coming. What do we do? We go out, buy a bunch of freaking water, and we buy foods that are prepackaged or in cans just in case the electricity goes out. So technically, that's how Texans uh, panic buy. <clears throat> but nobody thinks about that you could go out like now or during the time everybody was panic buying a couple of weeks ago to go to the produce department, load up on apples, oranges, citrus fruits, uh, load up on grapes and and berries, load up on green foods, carrots, cucumbers. You can eat those foods now and you can save your packaged foods for later because they're technically not going to go bad for another year. And you could improve your overall health by eating healthier, even when you're stuck at home. And we were so shocked to see how many people bypassed the produce section. And I'm like, fine, if you're not going to eat it, more for me. (laughs) You know, I unfortunately was not surprised by that. But, you know, that's something that's a big culture shift that needs to happen in our society. And I think something that people also don't think of when they're panic buying is, Right now, we're not fighting a natural disaster in, ter- like in the sense that our, our water system is going to go out. We're fighting a disaster that has to deal with our bodies and our health. And so making sure that you get those, um, those natural nutrients from fruits and vegetables is actually going to promote your immune system and keep you healthy and keep you safe at this time. So were we truly protecting ourselves from the disaster at hand, we would be in the produce aisle first. 
and we would be buying that produce and freezing that produce because most produce you can you know chop it up freeze it and then you're good to go for a month yeah exactly and and, and it's it's funny because i would see memes on instagram and and people would say well, after this is over, either I'm going to be 50 pounds lighter or I'm going to be 100 pounds heavier. And <laughs> that's the thing. People, you know, during this time, people actually have the choice. You know, nobody's forcing their hand. They can choose to eat healthy. They could actually straighten out their bad eating habits right now or they can get lazy and sit around and start snacking uh, just because they don't, you know, be based on the unknown, maybe they're stressed out, have anxiety. I get the whole emotional eating thing. But right now, we actually have the power to choose. Now, we always have had the power to choose the foods we eat. But now when you're basically forced to be still, we actually should be more focused now to choose the correct foods and when you go to the grocery store you know the produce department's always at the front that's where the that's the only place that uh, we need to spend our our time buying food and i think for everyone out there you know take this time start focusing on the fruits the vegetables i mean um the farmers need need our money far more than the processed food makers out there. And I always tell people, Libby, shop on the outer perimeter of the grocery store because death lives on the inside. And the only thing on the inside of that store we need may be toilet paper and paper towels. But other than that, stick on the outside uh, realm of the grocery store and you'll live longer. Yeah, and there's no toilet paper or paper towels to look for anyway these days. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so let me ask you this. What does the future hold for Libby Hill, Miss uh, Earth USA? So I'm currently finishing up my reign, trying to do my best, as I said, to keep educating people on sustainability, on environmentalism, and um, get to work with some, some local groups and do some kind of virtual events with them. And then I'll probably around the same time be finishing my dietetic internship. So I'm currently rotating through clinical settings, food service settings, and private practices. And then when I sit for my board exams, I will go out into the workforce and hopefully help to change people's minds about their bodies and the foods that they're eating and get them a little more self-love and teach them to make better choices. Well, good. Well, you, you keep up the great work. Uh, I love all of the work that you're doing on the environmental side for our beaches and things of that sort. And I know that uh, when it comes to sustainability and uh, when you become that registered dietitian, I know that uh, you're going to lead people down the right path to optimal health. And uh, um, all of us here, I know, appreciate that because we need more people like you out there spreading the word and spreading the education that natural health is the way to go. Well, thank you so much for encouraging me in that way. I look forward to all of that. Well, you're very welcome, Libby. Thank you so much for being on the show. And ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life-Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at radiomd.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes, 
Thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. And now you can definitely download us on I, uh, download our show on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other streaming services. Just look up Dr. Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. You can learn more about me at drwardbond.com. And again, thank you for listening to this, this week's show. Visit my sponsor, kyolic.com. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.